I think I'd try this as my intro post. Hey, everybody. Hi there. My name is Dylan. And I'm Zach. And you are watching Talking Upstream. We are Some Nobodies, which is a podcasting media group based out of Boulder County, Colorado. You can see our website up there. Now, Talking Upstream, what we like to do here, uh, we generally start each show with either a script reading from a previous episode's project or an interview. Mm -hmm. We have an interview for you in just a second. And then once that opening segment is done, each Zach and I will bring an idea to this whiteboard. Each one is underdeveloped, not really thought about, in general, just kind of a free-floating concept. Over the next span of time, roughly 90 to 60 minutes, we will develop that idea from a free-floating concept into something we can pitch, develop, or produce ourselves. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but before we get into any of that, we want to say a quick thank you to IBM TV. Uh, they have given us a lot of time and space to just ramble on and talk and make up stupid stories, and we appreciate it. So Dylan and I would like to say a quickie thank you to IBM.tv. Mm -hmm. um, and then before we get to uh, our interview today, how are you? I'm fine. Just I'm fine? I am mourning the loss of Quibi. I know. I saw that. But it's our chance to swoop in. Yeah. All we need to do is get like $1.25 billion and we can revive it. Okay. If anybody has $1.25 billion, we will revive Quibi and put our own original content There's on there. There's a future for stuff. short form content specifically for your cell phone. I'm sure of it. Yeah, that's Just true. because it failed once doesn't mean it will fail again. And just because we do 90-minute shows normally doesn't mean we can't do short form. Should we get on to the interview? We better do this. <laughs> All right. So uh, today's interview is with a podcast slash, uh, I guess, radio, radio. show uh, called The Anything Show he's, with John Francois. And uh, he's a good friend of us and a good friend of the show. So we want to bring on Mr. John Francois with the Anything Show. Hey, how you doing? How you guys doing? Hey, doing great. Doing Thank well. you. How are you, Joe? John? I'm doing all right. I mean, the only thing that I knew about Quibi was that it was it, there was like a five or ten minute show starring Chrissy Teigen, and she was trying to be like a Judge Judy person. Other than that, I had no idea about Quibi. It just kind of came and went very quickly. Yeah, we uh we we pitched like one episode of something to Quibi, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, then yesterday or not a couple of days ago, we found out that they are uh, gone. They're they're done. So we got to figure out next to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. But our show is talking upstream, so any streaming service really, as long as we talk our way up to a job, is what we're looking for. Um, but we'll go ahead and get on to the interview. Uh, but well, actually, first, you know, it's snowing in Colorado today. It's a pr pretty bad snowstorm, uh, which is good because the fires are still going on, so we're okay with it. But you're in Vermont, correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so first of all, I'd like to uh, just say how odd Colorado is because it, it seems like one day you guys could have like dry, warm weather, and then the next day it's just snowing. Um, oh yeah. Right <laughs> I, I don't understand that, but hey, you know that's that's the the West Coast for you. Uh, right now in Vermont, it's like 30 degrees. It, it feels like 50 for some reason. Maybe it's because I've been here for two years and uh, have gotten used to just you know two degree weather and, and having a thick skin for it. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, normally around this time of year, we would already have snowstorms, low temperatures, but 
so far, it's been oddly warm, you know, on average, like 50s, 60s. So uh, cr cross fingers. Well, actually, we're supposed to get snow tomorrow. Never mind. So that, I, I'm, I'm going to uncross my fingers. No more, uh, no more cross the fingers. <laughs> Uh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, one of the reasons that I moved to Colorado is because I heard that it actually has the most sunshine per like every day, more days than other states. I was promised 300 days of sun a year. 300 wow. days of sun. Yeah. But the thing I found out about Colorado is that it snows a lot more often than people think, but it's also sunny. So it goes away quickly. So uh, it gets huh. up to like 60 degrees this week. So the snow is going to be gone in a couple of days. So that's not that big of a deal. Um, oh, but yeah, Vermont, that seems like it's always cold. Yeah, <laughs> it can be. It can yeah. be. I, um, I had a girlfriend who lived in Vermont for a while, and she was not a huge fan of the long and hard winters. Oh my God, was she yeah, black by any chance? What's that? Was she black by any chance? Because I, I, I think I read somewhere, and it's probably an unreliable source that black people tend to like warmer climates huh. a lot better. <laughs> oh. uh, her family's from Cape Verde, so kind of the Green Cape. Yeah. Oh, weird. It's all oh, Africa. Huh? Oh, cool. Oh, okay. oh, well. um, oh. All right, well, let's get on to the interview. That way we don't ramble and keep talking your ear off for no reason. No, uh, the Anything Show. Uh, quickly talk about your show. What's it yeah. about? Sure. So it's a crazy, quirky uh, pop culture hour that I do with my friend Mary. We talk about entertaining headlines. Um, you know, we review viral videos of the week. We get into Hollywood gossip. Occasionally, I'll bring in some musicians. Um, so it's really just a, a fun uh, pop culture hour. Actually, uh, yesterday, the recent show, uh, we had a guest co-host from the um, Love Lockdown podcast. Her name is Tiara Anthony. And I don't know. I mean, how, how profane can I get on your podcast? on your show here it, it sh should i should i not curse <laughs> PG, pg 13 yeah yeah do, not, do not curse this is, a, this is a clean show okay okay so i won't curse i won't curse but um yeah i mean we we, we get into all kinds of great topics everything from you know god what, what the hell did we talk about yesterday the you know the, the average uh, woman waiting two years before she talks about uh, kids with her guy to uh, sexy Halloween costumes. I don't know if you guys know, but there is actually a sexy mail-in ballot costume that's out right now that's going for around 30 bucks. It's like a short strapless dress and it's supposed to represent a ballot like envelope. Uh, so we got into that. Mm. And, uh, you know, apparently a man, uh, you know, was trapped inside a dog's body. We get into crazy stuff like that. Huh. <laughs> Miley Cyrus had, had an embarrassing thing that happened with her dog, and it, it might have had to do with the P word. I don't know. So clearly hmm. there's just crazy conversations about dogs and sexy mail-in ballot costumes. So if you, right. if you like that nonsense, then, hey, the Anything shows for you. <laughs> dogs and Halloween costumes. Yeah. There's, yeah, definitely sure. a there's, there's a niche for that. There's That's, an audience for everything. <laughs> we right, found that. Right. Yeah. Um, why, why podcasting? Why did you get into podcasting? Well, uh, actually, so I'm, I'm a radio guy. I've been working in commercial radio for the, the past few years. Uh, before that, started in college radio. And podcasting was just a way to uh, expand my audience reach uh, to, like, in a relevant way. Um, so the Anything Show, we just started as a show on just one little community radio station in Vermont. And then I was able to syndicate it to a few other community radio stations around the country. And uh, because community radio stations don't really have anyone listening, I decided, hey, you know what? Podcasting may not be a bad thing to get into. So 
you know, shouts out to the uh, the good people at Anchor, which is a, a podcast distribution service. And uh, once I figured out, well, once I kind of pulled my hair out for a few minutes and, and finally figured out how Anchor worked, uh, I was able to uh, get the Anything Show on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio. And uh, now, uh, yeah, the, the craziness is, is is spread as worldwide as it can be. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, right on. Well, we like your show. We've uh, yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, yeah you, got, you guys guessed it. Yeah, you guys were a great time. I mean, do you have any idea what we what we talked about? Because I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, we talked about breakfast macaroni and cheese. Burning the house down when you propose. Yeah, a lot. Of, yeah, a lot of lot of proposal. Yeah. Uh, the, the the husband's wife being a jerk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we talked about a whole everything. A bunch it, of weird stuff. It does cover a lot of ground. Yeah. You know, in a really organic way. Yeah, if yeah. you can think of anything in the week, you have talked about it when, when we were on there. So yeah, yeah we had a good time. Much. Yeah. Um, but if if so, say that uh, like your you know your your radio show led you to podcasting, which is you know like you said branching out. What would mm -hmm. you say is like a like a big part, like a pinnacle of what you would like to do with your podcasting? Uh well, I would. Uh, uh, you're talking about like a goal, like I'm, yeah. I'm trying to, like a long term goal. Yeah, like long term, like a big goal. Yeah. Well, I mean, to, to, I think not too different from any podcaster, just to try to get as many uh, listeners as possible. I mean, I've been fortunate enough to get, uh, on average, a you know, a few hundred or so listens a week, so that's good. But you know, we, uh, you know, I'm trying to, you know, just move up to thousands of listeners, maybe millions uh, someday. Uh, and of course, ratings and reviews always help a podcaster get noticed. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, I, 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 I've been uh, connecting with podcast booking agencies to uh, get guests on my podcast, such as uh, you guys, and also to have myself appear on other people's podcasts just to spread the word out there. So uh, I'd say just essentially expose the Anything Show uh, along those avenues as much as possible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before I did a podcast, uh, I was a comedian, a uh, stand-up comedian over in Philadelphia. Then I moved here and tried to do a couple of things. And Dylan and I actually were going to make a movie first. Yeah. And then we kind of fell back to doing podcasting. And it's mostly because my comedy career failed, uh, oh. which is a joke. Not a joke. Has there been anything like uh, one of your – like for me, the biggest failure was not pursuing the comedy career, not actually doing something with that. What, what would you say is one of the biggest failures you've, you, you've encountered, which either got you to where you are or not? Uh, well, probably the fact that professional acting didn't work out for me. I uh, was I had a good time doing acting uh, in high school and college uh, in the theatrical sense. I did some student films here and there, and um, I thought that that was the road that I was going to go. Uh, but as you know, you get further into acting in college and beyond, you uh, notice that it is a very emotionally intense profession um, and also a very unstable profession. And I think the combination of those two, the fact that uh, I was in a weird place in my life with, you know, personal family stuff and just wasn't ready to like reveal my emotions. And, and also just the fact that I like to have fun but also like have a stable paycheck every week or every two weeks. I think those two things combined uh, made me come to the conclusion that acting wasn't uh, the, the biggest thing for me. And and that was a tough pill to swallow for a little while because I had this vision in my mind that like, oh, maybe I'll be like the next, you know, Marlon Brando or Robert Redford or 
Kim Kardashian if she ever yeah. was in films. No, I'm not going to be Kim Kardashian. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Just uh, broadcasting has always been a an interest of mine, and I kind of looked at that as a backup plan. And uh, that yeah, yeah, I just fell into college radio, fell into public access television in my hometown. Eventually, that led to some commercial radio stuff, which I'm doing now, and then that led to doing my own independent stuff, which is the Anything Show, and. Here we are. Here we are. With, yeah, with yeah. You, you, <laughs> you mentioned uh, Brando and Redford. Do you have any other inspirations, either as just an entertainer or specifically for podcasts and a radio? Anybody that kind of yeah. formulated your style? Uh, yeah, sure. So Elvis Duran is my uh, probably my key inspiration right now. He, if you, if you know, for those who, who are going to be watching this who, who don't know, he is a uh, syndicated. Uh, morning show host uh, based out of New York, but he's all over the country at this point. Um, I remember first listening to his show about three or four years ago, and I fell in love with it because uh, he's able to have quirky, strange, uh, in-your-face fun while also not being mean. And I think for a while, I thought that if you wanted to stand out in radio, if you wanted to have fun, that you had to have a certain cruel edge to you and elvis duran uh, made me realize that wow it's actually possible to be both fun uh and kind so he's my main inspiration um i've i i also uh you know dick howard stern every now and then i i think uh, even though <laughs> there have been times where he's gone a little bit over the line uh he's just been great in terms of making you think and 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 just, and sort of pushing the edge as to what makes you know great entertaining talk radio um, and even people I don't agree with, uh, I, I, I love because I just love the fact that they've crafted a personality and brand for themselves. So, you know, say people like, uh, you know, Rush Limbaugh, I may not agree with him politically, but listening to him, uh, I know that like, Hey, like, here's a guy who set out a brand, who set out an identity for himself and has done very well in it. And I respect that. So I'd say people like that, uh, I, I, I dig in the, uh, in the broadcasting world. Yeah. yeah. Hold on. Um, completely off sub, uh, subject. Um, I'm not sure you don't really come off like a nerd for some reason, the way that we do, <laughs> would, you, would you consider yourself like a pop culture nerd or like a, uh, like a comic book, whatever nerd? Uh, I am a pop culture passive observer. Uh, okay. I wouldn't call my, <laughs> yeah, you let it wash over you. I wouldn't call myself a nerd in the sense that I know every single little detail about this TV show, this movie, this thing, this stuff. I mean, working in commercial radio as I do every day for a living. I work for Max 97.7 in Vermont, by the way. Um, we have uh, this show prep content website that we use to, you know, find things to talk about every day. So because of that, I can give you uh little tidbits of information about like the hottest tv show or the hottest movie or the hottest music out right now but if you tell me or if you ask me like oh like what what's a great backstage story you can tell me about uh, you know post malone and robert redford doing it i don't know why i keep on referencing robert redford that's really weird uh, <laughs> i i couldn't tell you that but i can tell you like oh the hottest song in the country the hottest movie out right now so i i'm i'm like a general pop culture passive observer if that yeah. makes it yeah uh so one of the biggest pop culture references and something i like the most is batman and i think it's one yeah. thing it's an easy opinion on anyone uh who is in your opinion the best iteration of batman over all medias oh god you have to ask me that question because i'm i i love batman i have yeah i i think i still own back in my home in connecticut the 
all the volumes of Batman the Animated Series. Um, man, God, I don't know. I mean, I think uh, I'm going to say the best iteration might be uh, Kevin Conroy, who voiced yeah. Batman and Batman in the Animated Series. Just the way yeah. he was able to do Bruce Wayne and Batman. And actually, I met him not legally uh and by <laughs> you legally meet somebody me and my brother went to a comic book convention in connecticut and kevin conroy was one of the was one of the the guests and you had to pay like 25 30 bucks to take a picture with him but i didn't want to pay that money so from afar uh i took a a crappy looking a picture on my iphone of kevin conroy so it seems like i was in the moment actually with with what I think is the the, the best Batman. What, yeah. I mean, what, do you guys, what do you guys think? What, what, what do you think is the best Batman? Yeah, I'm going to go with Kevin Conroy as well, only because I think that everyone who does Batman after him does mm -hmm. a Kevin Conroy voice. Like, the Batman voice is Kevin Conroy always. Like, it doesn't sound like Michael Keaton. It's always, nah. to me, it's always Kevin Conroy people are trying to do. Definitely so. codified. Yeah. yeah, who's your pick? I'm probably Old Man Batman from Batman Beyond. Oh, yeah. I just really like Old Man Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Bruce Wayne Kingdom Come, where he's become like, was that also yeah. Kevin Conroy? Yeah, yeah that's, that's also Kevin Conroy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, in the in the anime yeah. version. In, yeah, with oh, Terry cool. McGinnis. Yeah. yeah, right on. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so I love yeah. love almost all Batmans, but I think that Kevin Conroy takes it. Uh, next question: You you probably interview a lot of people um, with what you do, right? You talk to a lot of people. You probably interview a lot of people. Uh, on the other end, uh, Dylan has a a very famous question that he would like to ask you. One oh of his, yeah. One of his two famous questions. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> to wrap, okay. I guess it's a flat final question before this. Yeah, yeah, before we do our little bit, uh, what is one question that you have always been wanting to be asked? What's a question you've always wanted to be asked by someone that that no one has? Do you have like a story that you've always wanted to tell and it's never been contextually brought up, or anything you want to talk about that nobody's asked about? Huh. Maybe. It's weird that this question is the first one that comes to mind. Do you guys know Inside the Actor Studio with James Lipton? Yeah, mm -hmm. blue, blue cards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the blue card man. Uh, got rest in peace, by the way. Um, <laughs> he had, uh, like, at the end of the show, he would, uh, like, have sort of, like, these fast-paced questions uh, that would serve, like, as an interaction between the, the guest actor and the audience. And there was one question that he would often ask, the actor um it was something along the lines of uh if there was a god and you went to heaven and you got to meet him what would be like the thing that you would want god to say to you you know what i'm saying is this the drew um, barrymore one where she goes magical it's magical. It's <laughs> about garden. Yeah, they did but, huh. but yeah, but it was. But it was a very. It was. It was a very profound religious philosophical question. Like, hey, if there was a God and you met him at the pearly gates, what would you want God to say to you? Um, and I always found that question really, um, really awesome for hmm. some hmm. reason because yeah, it just cool. really right. gets into something, you know, deep. I mean, we're talking about like, oh, hey, you know, the controversial uh, sort of. Uh, a divisive subject of God, but we're also getting all like, you know, hey, you know, yeah. What would, 
Why would you want this person that essentially created everything? How would you want him to view you, and how would you want him to talk to you? So yeah. I don't know. That, I guess I guess that question would be yeah, a nice right. question to be asked. And then one more. Hey, Dylan has yeah. Usually have a, a follow up. Um, just to just to wrap this up. Mm -hmm. Um, if you met God, what would you want God to say to you? Oh wow, you're being James Lipton right now. Look at that. <laughs> it's every time. Yeah, Dylan uh, likes this guy. God, man, Dylan, you're tucking at the heartstrings. I guess. Uh, I, if you're I guess, comfortable answering this, yeah, I, 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 I guess I would want him to say you, you did all right, because uh, I, look, me, and I'm pretty sure many other people who um, have, you know, who who live with, you know, self doubt and and low self esteem and all that stuff, uh, we 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 carry around this impression that we're not doing enough or we're not doing as great as we could be. So yeah, I think at, at when all is said and done, if there is a God and I meet him at the pearly gates in heaven, I, I would like him to say you're doing you, you did all right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's great. It's a good sentiment. Yeah, in in, in God's eyes, all right is probably pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> uh, cool, man. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Um, we're gonna get on to our portion of the show, which is one last question for you, really. Um, yeah. So what we do with our show is that uh, Dylan brings a uh, kind of a dumb idea to the table and I bring usually a pretty clever or funny idea to the table. And then we talk about them and we pick one <laughs> uh, to work all the way out into making either something you could produce or publish mm -hmm. or whatever, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. So the one that did not win last week that was unfortunately my idea was uh, it was people being stuck in a time loop, but they've been in this time loop now for 25 years and there's no real understanding of why they're in there, but they've been in for 25 years and uh, they think they now found a way out. But the point of it is to find people that are in a time loop that have been there for a very long time and now they're just bored with it. So that's my pitch of a show or a movie or something. Uh, and then Dylan's going to come up with something. Yeah. Um, so my idea was we're currently developing a superhero podcast series. Uh, so it's been on the mind a bunch. But these guys are all like street level D-listers. Their powers are pretty bad. I wanted to kind of do a superhero thing that's a little more elevated where the villains have kind of won. Like, the heroes have been defeated. And then they kind of decide what's good and bad when there's only bad. So one of the villains who's, like, really strong starts beating up the other villains to just yeah. be the opposite of them. Cool. Yeah. So like, like what, if, what if Doctor Doom beat the Fantastic Four and then started beating up the other Marvel villains? Yeah. Something like that. Huh. I don't know what else, though. Yeah. So a last bad guy, yeah. last good guy dies. Last bad guy, first good guy. Something, cool, man. That know. sounds fun. Something more clever yeah. here. Uh, so we're going to say last hero. Last, last hero. hero. Yeah. Last action hero with Arnold Schwarzenegger. So last hero. Okay. So between the two stories, you have one, we're going to explore the idea of, uh, I guess, the last yeah. superhero and him going under. And then what happens when it's only bad people left? The opposite of a turncoat. Yeah, that sounds cool. Or my idea, which might be better, which, uh, which is uh, people stuck in a time loop and they're bored with it. Which one do you think we should work on first? So uh, who, whoever's idea I choose, will the other person hate me? Because this, no. this, this is going to no. be... Oh, God. We're professionals. Yeah. <laughs> Trust I me, so. I've, I've lost enough of these and I don't take it oh, personally yeah. anymore. Okay. You're gonna you're gonna have to lose another one, Zach. I, I love Dylan's idea. <laughs> it's fine. No, it's okay. It's actually a very good idea. So that's fine. It really All is, because right. honestly, I've I've I often look at these like very conventional good versus evil things, and I, I've I've often wondered like what would it 
look like if evil reigned supreme, if evil won? You know, what would it look like? You like you said, yeah. Dylan. You know, if Lex Luthor won, what would it look like if 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 Hitler actually uh, did not kill himself and uh, you know reign supreme and all the Jews were dead? Like I don't know, like just these crazy thoughts. Like yeah, it, because we're so used to, we're we're so used to good winning out in the end that yeah. it's I think it's worth a question. What would happen if evil won? It's been a while since we've done something dark. Yeah, and it's cool because it kind of makes me think of that idea. You know that one saying where people say, like, uh, there, there can't be good without evil. Mm -hmm. Well, there can't be evil without good, technically. Yeah. So what would that make them? That's cool. a new paradigm. All right, we're going to yeah. talk this out. Uh, yeah. John Francois and the Anything Show with John Francois. We really appreciate yeah. your time. We really appreciate Thank your you. words. Um, do you want to throw any plugs out there? Can you let people know where you can find you? Yeah, uh, the Anything Show with John Francois. If you love, uh, like I said, if you love quirky, strange, funny, slightly risque, inappropriately dirty pop culture discussion, then come to me. <laughs> uh, me and my co-host, Main Squeeze Mary, uh, we uh, usually post episodes every Sunday on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get podcasts. Uh, Facebook.com slash The Anything Show is where you can find us. You can also find us on Instagram at anything show francois that's at anything show f-r-a-n-c-o-i-s and uh thank you dylan and zach i look forward to uh, seeing this whenever this is uh, posted and uh, good luck with those ideas yeah, yeah. right on thank we, you very much man we appreciate being here with us yeah and tune in uh sunday and let and see what happens yeah cool thank you very much okay All right, last see. superhero well, yeah that's cool i was expecting you to win this week me too all right Time we've been here for a while now. Yeah. All right, so uh, last super I'll bring last year. really lame next time. Yeah, well. <laughs> I was expecting it this week for some reason. <laughs> uh, okay, so before we get started, though, let's throw a couple quick thanks out there. Yeah. Uh, once again, thank you to IBM TV for letting us just chit chat for no real reason and making up weird stories that would pretty much make only me and Dylan and Mark Lee uh, giggle. Yeah. Uh, want to throw a couple other thanks out there. We want to thank uh, Podroom.com. Mm -hmm. We want to thank our listener app. If you do like podcasts and you want transcriptions or want to log your favorite notes, you can always go to listener-app.com. Um, go to some nobodies. You want to see a bunch of stuff we do. Yeah. All right. So let's get back into this. All right. So last so, hero, what, what are some stuff were you thinking? I'm imagining early on we show that the villain, the villains of the world are winning. I'm assuming this is a pretty bog standard superhero setting. Yeah. The villains are at least overcoming the heroes. Um. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Villains. Yeah. Villain to the fifth power. <laughs> um, so I'm imagining the villains are at least getting the upper hand. Um, maybe there is some event that wipes out a good amount of the heroes, like an extraterrestrial event, and all the heroes go to fight it, and it winds up with their numbers being drastically reduced. Oh, okay. Um, and then the Superman of the setting, I guess. I'm kind of assigning kind of pop culture roles to these people. Sure, you mean like the almost overpowered... The the paragon of good and strength and the, the right way. hero. Yeah, gets defeated somehow. Sure. We have a brief period where the world is in the grips of super villain... Villainry? Villain... Villainosophy. Villainosophy. No, Villainosophy. Um, and then at some point, probably one of the more powerful villains has not a change of heart, but a realization that maybe they fuel them maybe he realizes that he's better with struggle okay or he thinks that there needs to be a new pecking order and so he either sets out to be a hero again or accidentally falls into that role okay or just sets out to be the baddest okay that's cool so uh i, I love the idea right it poses a lot of questions mm -hmm. um so 
I'm assuming that there's going to be like a cabal of bad guys, I think so. like a Injustice League yeah. or whatever. So we're going to need to work on that. Uh, we're going to need to work on who this hero is, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> so you're saying like one event takes out the majority of heroes? I think we can start. I think we start with the fact that the heroes are on the on the retreat anyway, yeah. and then maybe an alien invasion or something. Something big happens that a large portion of the heroes have to band together to do, mm-hmm. and it wipes out a lot of them even though they win. Pyrrhic victory. Yeah. So then pretty much this last hero is almost just overwhelmed by the world, right? Yeah. And then it yeah. succumbs. That's yeah. cool. All right. Um, did you have like a, a medium that you have this in mind? I mean, comic books are always like, you know, when you talk about heroes and stuff. Comic book would be fun. I don't think a podcast <clears throat> would work because this kind of relies on spectacle. Yeah. I feel like this is going to be a spectacle heavy one. Whereas when we developed Super Empowered, which I think was episode one. It was one or two. I can't remember. One of our earliest projects was superhero support group for bad superheroes. I think that was the first one. And our goal was to make it not spectacle. I right. think we do a spectacle superhero story here. Yeah, I like that. So... Um, not a, I don't think a limited series. I think a movie, if we're not movied out. Or like maybe a cartoon. Cartoon would be cool. I think, you know, we haven't yeah. done that. Maybe a, yeah, a cartoon. Are we talking like a full-length feature cartoon? Or are we talking like a series? Well, I guess it really depends on what the story is going to cover. Okay. If it covers, say, the event that this is, then you're probably looking at like a, a, a one-off. If this is like a rise of villainy and then another rise mm-hmm. of the new hero, <clears throat> I think you're going to need... More than just but a ninety-minute thing. Limited is the goal. Oh, absolutely. Regardless, yeah. it's yeah. not going to be like next time on season five, no. the last hero or no. something like that. We're not building like a like a, a no. mixed. Uh, property this is a universe. franchise. No. no. Um, let's 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 keep it at limited for now and just see what kind of time frame we cover. Yeah. Cool. Um. So I think do we want to do an act structure? Yeah, I think that we would need at least the three acts to understand where we're going with this. Then we could break that down into uh, individual whatever yeah. whatever. So. Like Dylan always says, you probably should start out, not should, but we like to start with roughly a three-act structure because, you know, like any good story, there's the rise, there's the crescendo, and then there's, you know, the ending of some sorts. So it kind of gives us a really good understanding of where to take our story, where to put certain points to it. And then once you see what your idea of the story is in totality, Mm -hmm. then you kind of figure out how to whittle that down into what that actually means visually or audibly or whatever it is. Um, so do you think that this event is the first arc, or do you think this is like the the, the catalyst for the beginning of I our story? I think it's the inciting incident. Okay. I don't think we cover a whole lot of ground on it. I think this can be presented pretty pretty briefly. Now, are you? what do you see as far as like the first Avengers movie, where it's like a worldwide kind of alien, but most superheroes don't make it? Do we want... We could do a f- uh, fake-out protagonist, where we think we're going to follow this team of superheroes as they fight for the protection of earth and then one by one they all get wiped out cool and then the last one the main villain takes a shot of opportunity in the chaos of it yeah that sounds really cool then we follow him being selfish during the alien invasion so we're going to say uh, pretty much the very beginning is going to be the catalyst for this so what you're saying is this is probably going to be like um a group of some ragtag heroes that lose the battle to a big bad yeah sounds familiar well, sounds like the ending of one of our stories. No, I think it's be like yeah. almost a weird oh, yeah. transition. Oh yeah, yeah. interesting. Um, all right, so this would be a, the. Um, what What do you think this is? Do you think it's an alien invasion? Do you think this is like uh, how, universe hopping? How it depends on how much commentary we want to offer on the superhero genre, and also how big. That's true. If we want to be a little more tongue in cheek about recent superhero kind of like 
um, zeitgeist, mm -hmm. we can absolutely do alien invasion and just kind of make not jokes, but kind of references to like, man, this happens a lot. Yeah, I'm cool. We got, we got to get the portal closer activated or something. Yeah, I'm always good for a good alien invasion. Yeah, now let's just have some fun alien uh, designs or yeah. ideas. We've never we've never talked about alien before. We haven't done an alien no. story. What kind of alien do you think? What's like mm. going back in the, the history of Dylan? Yeah. What's like the coolest alien has always stuck out to you? The cockroach monster from the end of Men in Black. Oh, the big centipede thing. The it's a cockroach. Yeah, it's a cockroach guy. He's got Co a lot of legs, though, right? Yeah, he comes out of Earl, and he, you know, he, oh, eats, yeah. he eats K. Well, you're right about one thing. Yeah, <laughs> sugar and <laughs> sugar, water, sugar, water. Um, yeah. All right. So big cockroach. Bug-like. Um, I want to avoid humanoid. Yeah. Because obviously. a, if aliens exist in the universe, they are probably not humanoid. No, that doesn't make any sense. No. Um. <laughs> And I don't necessarily want to do anything similar to the things from Infinity War, the little like four armed mm. Doom Rider. I don't remember what they're called. It doesn't matter. The Outriders or yeah, something. Yeah, the Outriders, yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's do. But do you want to do more physical? What do you think? Instead of like amorphous or like a oh, yeah. globular? No, let's, let's get really weird about it. I like blobs. Blobs are always alien blobs. Cool. Yeah. And it, it kind of cancels out a lot of superhero powers because like yeah, you what punch you... a blob. Nothing happens. Gelatinous cubes from D and D. They are acidic, <laughs> acidic cubes out yeah. of like bionic. Uh, all right, yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> a so like, blob alien invasion. Yeah, we'll do like a blob alien invasion, which they don't look like anything because they're obviously blobs. Yeah. But for some reason, though, they do have goggles. <laughs> they have like, yeah, sci-fi steampunk goggles. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I like uh, it for no reason. They have um, weird. They have weird tech add-ons. Yeah, and probably like a. Like a gun somewhere. So I'm going to like a gun unicorn. I have found a superhero and villain name generator because of these first. What are we going to say? These first team of four yeah. heroes. Uh, they don't necessarily need to be anything. To uh, oh man, they don't need to be very well developed. So I'm Correct. just going to read off some names. We can get assign them some really surface level powers and character traits. And these are the heroes that are going these to are, perish. These are the sacrificial lambs. Okay. Uh, oh man. Give it to me. Netstar. Netstar. Oh god. Okay, who else? Burn Jackal. I love that one. So for those of you who are wondering, I have currently pulled up a website called Seventh Sanctum. It is a well-known writer's tool website, which has a lot of generators like this. When you are ever stuck on inspiration or you need something to go on, find a generator and you will find just the perfect little a little kindling for yeah, some, an idea. Just one idea. All right, so we got Netstar, we got Burn Jackal. We Ooh. need two more. Yeah. And one main. I'm also looking at a Jaeger name generator from uh, Pacific Rim. For the bad guys? For any of them. Oh, just friendly? Yeah. What oh, you got? man. Well, first, I we don't I don't think we should use this hyena spider. No. No. Um, let's see. Sometimes there's some clicking when it comes to the generators. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think we should somehow... Uh, let there be a light. Got a lot of light here. Uh, time burn. Oh, we have burn jackal. I like yeah. time burn better. All right. King jackal? King jackal? King jackal. All right. What, what, was this, what was the third one? Time burn. Time burn. That's cool. How about... um? 
Queen Jackal. Queen Jackal. Yeah, I like that. Actually, I like that a lot. Uh, and then, what else we got? Macro Detonator. Weird. <laughs> and we need uh, we need a name for the aliens and a name for like the big like the Superman of this. Do we want the alien name to be Macro Alien? Detonator? Macro Detonator. Do we want the alien name to be Alien, or do we want them to be Ator? Or do we want them to be one of those like the bad the the bad guy just have a noun as their name like yeah. the harvest right the order the guild the network the guild yeah sure what, what do you have something crazy for that um let's see they're blobular they're blobular so um the shift the shape the shape that sounds cool actually the shape's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and we need one more name for our... For the main... For the last hero that... Oh, do we not have four? We have four, oh. but we need them to, like, the one. Oh, the one big guy. Because these, these, these are, like, the last yeah. of, like, the main ones. And then we have, like, the one. Usually usually that sort of figure in stories has, like, a one-word name. Yeah. Sentry, uh, Paragon, Superion. Hyperion, Superion. S uh, Excelsior. Excelsior. <laughs> Uh, all right, so Captain Excellent. Ugh, I don't like captains. <laughs> nah. How about a uh, Commodore Excellent? <laughs> Commodore Scales. No, that's a character from our other one. Oh yeah. Commodore oh, yeah, Scales. Commodore. <laughs> uh, uh, what, what, are, what are some other like uh, general general? Uh, no, I, I like this. I like the single name thing. I'm gonna look up the source for X for Paragon. Paragon. What's Paragon? Is Paragon taken? Probably. Paragon is like the top of the top. Oh. I think it might have been used in City of Heroes. Yeah. How about... Uh, Exemplar. No. Champ. Yuck. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> no. <laughs> Paradigm? No. That's too, like, shifty for some reason. Hmm. <laughs> That's a joke that one person will get. <laughs> Paradigm shift? Yeah, I hate those things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, Superion. Superion? Is, sure. that, is that a thing? Let's go for it. If sure. we're going to go a little tongue-in-cheek, we yeah. might as well give it a name like that. Superion. Not a bad name, actually. And right now I'm seeing Netstar as like a, like a super hacker who can fly. He hacks reality. He hacks reality? <laughs> Maybe he's got like a terminal on his wrist that he can hack reality. That he so made it like, of old like, power gloves. He opens up like the developer's console and he goes... Set cheat dot self fly and wow. then you can fly. Cool. All <laughs> right, so it's a so it's a reality hacker. Yeah, he has he has real life cheat codes. Reality hack. <laughs> I'm seeing Queen Jackal as like um like a saber tooth style, like just strong animalistic. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Or do we want to use that one trope where like they have like that one piece of uh jewelry that gives him the power of animals sure you know yeah or, but i also like a big brute i'm always a fan of big brutes maybe she got who's the uh who's the jackal god in egyptian mythology is that mm. anubis is anubis a jackal it is a god oh so the power of anubis yeah why not she right. she was uh she was at the pyramids and she found a, a medallion of anubis and it gives her power over death or something yeah love that uh time burn I mean, uh, source code style, like 15 second back in time. I thought about that, but what's the burn part? 
I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. <laughs> it's drug related. Oh, yeah. Like he needs. Yeah. It. Okay. Yeah. Maybe he, maybe he was a scientist and he injects himself with time juice. Time juice. It's like he can he can reset 15 seconds into the past, so it always looks like he's very competent. That's only because he's failed a hundred times. Cool. Macro detonator. Blow stuff up by looking at it. What's the macro part? He's buff. I don't know. He's buff. He blows up everything. And like it just makes explosions bigger. Yeah, we I, we'll have a moment where he blows something up big, and there'll be a, a callback that would, if it was in a, at the end of a movie, it would be like an inside joke that had been playing through. Yeah. It's like, what again? You know what happened in Singapore? <laughs> and then they leave. Singapore. I don't know. Yeah, I know. You and I saw Singapore differently. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. So then these guys, uh, these guys all pair. I kind of like this team already. It's a good team. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna kill all. We're of gonna. Them. Well, we're also gonna use them <laughs> later, but okay. Uh, all right, so we have these people losing to an alien invasion because they're used to fighting Earth things. I think so. I yeah. Mean, like you, you blow macro detonator. We see. I, I think we see a scene of them doing well. Yeah. And then slowly their powers stop working on the shape. So macro detonator first is like just exploding them. Maybe he does the um, from Avatar with the third eye combustion where he oh, just goes. Cool. Yeah. And it's. Just <laughs> He's blowing them up, and then he turns around, and all the blobs either reform or they're smaller, and they swarm him. Yeah, that's cool. I'm cool with all that. Because they're, they're, like they're, you know, they're not, they don't have a physical body. They're kind of yeah. gel. They have that one mind thing, the hive mind. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yikes. Okay, so uh, the shape comes down, and it really puts a number on our heroes. Yeah. But for some reason, they leave. They can't win. They're going to take over the Earth. I think it's, I think it, they, I think the good guys end up winning, but it, we see other heroes losing but helping advance it <laughs> and then got, but these guys have to go what's that they have to go they do i think maybe i think they sacrifice themselves to blow up the mothership i think oh, we do okay. a mothership yeah. explosion because this is the intro it doesn't have to be very so deep. this is our initial suicide squad yeah okay cool yeah so they go down taking out the shape after the shape is knocked out almost every hero yeah superior is the only one left mm -hmm. that's cool he has an onslaught of villains. I think we fade to black after they blow up the mothership, as if like this adventure's been closed, but at what cost? Now is that here or is that here? I think it's halfway or in the first third of the first act. Because then we follow Superion as he attempts to wrestle the world back into order. Yeah. This and is, at the end of the first fade, act, fade he fails. Fade to black. Cool. F U V. Okay, what kind of villains do you see? Because we're gonna need um we're gonna need some real just jerks. Oh, this this generator made Catwoman. That's a, that's a person. Yes. Uh, let's see. What else we got? Knife Wolf. Mm. Could be a C-tier guy. He's just really good with knives. So who do we want the main character? Who do we want the main villain to be? What do we want them to be able to do? And who do we want them to be? Well, there's two main villains. Right. There's the villain that, I guess, turns. Yeah. Who do we want to be the anti-hero who we follow throughout most of the story? Who's the one who puts down Superior? Probably Knife Wolf. You think so? I mean, it depends on what their powers are. <laughs> oh wait, the one that turns to be a good, or the one that takes out Superior? Are they? Oh, are they? Not, do you not think they're the same person? I think could be different. Okay, it doesn't really matter. I don't think. It doesn't. I'm thinking they would be the same person because someone who took down Superior would probably, and I'm assuming Superior is just a flying brick. They're Superman, but with a different cast of paint on them. Yeah, they might have cold, cold vision and heat breath. Possibly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think I'm clever about that. No. no, no, no. Um, I was thinking it would be the same person because that gives them 
the idea that they could, oh, I beat the most powerful person. Now I'm the most powerful person. Sure. Okay. That makes sense. I don't think Which someone could named... be fun with knife. It could be fun with knife. <laughs> yeah. But so far, it seems like a wolf that has knife abilities. I assume uh, the wolf was more descriptive than literal. Like he runs in a pack of one? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Why not? Um, oh, my God. We need like a uh, de destroyo kind of person. Like a, uh, yeah. Uh, do we have bad guys? We have, we have any bad guys in our arsenal? I'm a uh, red emperor. Dean. Dean Powers. Red Emperor. Yeah, that's a little, little what? Doesn't I don't know. I'm I'm shouting out names at this point. Yeah, I'm, I mean I'm cool with all of them. Okay, Knife Wolf. Right, we need like a. Let's see, who's like the main big bad? If we have like a superhero, who's superhero's like big bad? It's like we have like a dark side thing. We yeah. have like a, we have a, a Doomsday. Uh, what's like another word for Doomsday? Well, Apocalypse is taken. Yeah. Armageddon is an event. Yeah. And a great um, movie. I'll stand um, by it. <laughs> Ragnarok is a movie title. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. Cataclysm? Is there something that's like maybe what, what was what was the oh, the oh the apocalypse? Never mind. I was like, what's like uh the Mayan calendar end? Oh yeah. But I guess that's the apocalypse. Yeah. Right? Is there is there a name for it? Probably not. Um we need like a um like a, uh, uh, it's like an anti-person, anti like a mirror, like a mirror image, <clears throat> like reverso. Yeah, reverso. I don't know. <laughs> or uh, reverse Roger. Paul Revere, but he's a superhero. That's not bad. <laughs> he has a lantern and a horse. A reverse Revere. Reverse Revere. The British are here. <laughs> <laughs> Lay all your horses. Mega, Mega Duchess. <laughs> I like Mega. Mega Duchess, sure. Okay, so Mega Duchess, Reverse Revere. <laughs> I don't know if that works. <laughs> I don't like that. No, I don't like that at all. Um, uh, where was, uh, you want a bad guy named Nemesis? Or is that too on the nose? How about... Uh... No, I think it's fine. Okay. Reverse. Let's see. Revolver. Now, Nemesis, that would actually be cool for the person who takes over and becomes like a, a new good guy. Yeah. He's like, so you still called Nemesis? Like, that's my name. I'm fighting everybody, aren't I? My, my, name's, I, Ru I, my name's Rudolph Nemesis. I like the idea. I like the idea that he's he beats Superior on and all of a sudden he's just like <laughs> Nailed it. Like, you can still go by Nemesis. I'm still beating you up, aren't I? Yeah, and other, other bad guys come out and like, <laughs> and then they do the, they do that Superman Shazam like simultaneous punch thing where the window shatter. Oh yeah, rain stops or something. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Um, We're going spectacle. I like it. Yeah. yeah. And then any any big bad who comes up, Nemesis squashes. Mm -hmm. Is yeah. that a reference? No. Oh, you were looking at me as if I was supposed to get it. No, oh, I, I? I don't know. Oh. I might I might be projecting. <laughs> did I wink and do this thing? <laughs> you got something in your eye. Get it? Anyway. Get it? Get it? <laughs> Reverse revolver? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. That's good. Oh, he shoots backwards with deadly accuracy. <laughs> he shoots back in time. 
<laughs> Chokes on you, kid. You were dead when you got here. No! Dude, fizzles. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah, um, I'm cool with that. All right, let's. We could have so, some fun bits with that, where Nemesis is walking around all of a sudden, tink, yeah. tink, what? And he turns around the corner, and reverse revolvers just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so bulletproof. I think this is uh, these are good. I think these are good spotlight guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These we, are the, these are main bad guys. One of them is going to be the one who beats Superion and then becomes a new whatever, whatever. Yeah, that's up to you. I nightfall. If I'm, I mean. I kind of like the idea we of... We spent the most time with Nightwolf. <laughs> have we? <laughs> He's the first one that came He's up. the first bad guy on here. <laughs> I like the idea that someone who's kind of a nobody beats Superion, and then everybody's gunning for him. Oh, they could be like, well, who's Nightwolf? Nightwolf? Yeah. Your Superion got killed? It's How? Like, Nightwolf Knife. couldn't even get to the Cabal. Nightwolf? <laughs> who's Nightwolf? Wait, is that that wolf with the machine gun? Like, no. No, that's Machine Gun Wolf. Oh, yeah. I never actually met the guy formally. <laughs> do you not have Do you not have the database app on your phone? No, I have a flip phone. Knife wolf. <laughs> oh, that guy. Oh, the scarf. Why do you say that? He operates out of Wichita? <laughs> all right, so knife wolf. All right, so I think this... knife wolf kills Superion, or at yeah, least we hear part. about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What if What if Superion gets beaten some some other way, and knife wolf takes credit for it? Wait, say it again. What if Superion gets killed in some happenstance, and then knife wolf just happened to be there and was like. What if the reason? Superion. What if the reason the shape was here was to kill Superion, mm -hmm. and they killed Superion? Mm -hmm. and that's why I left, and Knife Wolf was there. And sure. Like, oh my God, you killed. Oh, you did this. I did. Well, he's gotta be tough though. Knife Wolf. Yeah. 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 Cool. I mean, I'm down with all that. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh, all right. So then, what would you say? What would be the first, like, the first big hump that we kind of get into? Do we want to follow? Are we? Who's the point of view character? Nemesis. It's it's poppy. It's catchy. It gives us kind of a leeway. I say point of view is either Nemesis or Mega Duchess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like Nemesis more. Okay. <clears throat> so what, what what are these guys doing here? So these guys are like sitting back, letting all the heroes die. I think so. Right, Diane. Yeah, they're keeping their home. They're keeping their territory safe. Like, um, but they're not going to the mothership. They're like Nightwolf. What are you going to do against the shape? And he's like, you know, what? I'm out of here, guys. I'm gonna do what I always do. Yeah. Wolf it Stab up. Stab him. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna do what I always do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh so Nightwolf kind of pops out as like a leader around here. Yeah, right? I that think has so. to, that would be here. I think Nightwolf perform yeah, perf um I think we see I think we should see heroes and villains oh, kind of acting wolf. together. I saw oh. Reddit as Nightwolf. Nightwolf? I think Nightwolf's taken. Isn't that a band? No. Oh. I don't know. You I know music from here. So Nightwolf, he such a stupid name. I, no, it's okay. I love yeah, it. It's a great. I name. love it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna find drawing it tonight yeah. for, for <laughs> yeah. myself. Um, so we're assuming that Nightwolf like was in a group I think and so. left or couldn't get into it. His pack. His pack. Knife Wolf, Machine Gun. This wolf. is called the Wolf Pack. He's like, guys, I should be in this. I'm a Knife Wolf. And you go. No. He, he start. I think Knife Wolf is a little bit of a loser. Who happens to be at the, just good enough at the right place in the right time? And I don't think the rest of these guys are in the Wolf Pack. It would be funny if it was called the Wolf Pack without him <laughs> in it. <laughs> he tried to start one. They're like, "We already took that." It's like, "I'll fight you for it." You don't want to do that. It's like, uh, "Check your Facebook." And he's like, "I know I'm Knife Wolf One on Facebook, but it's no big deal." Uh, or Wolf Pack One. Um, okay, so no Wolf Pack. 
I, I think Wolfpack, but I think it's Knife Wolf, and he has some like cronies with him. Knife Wolf and the Wolfpack. Knife Wolf and the Wolfpack. Yeah. Yeah. That's where he plays on Tuesday that, night. You sing that song. <laughs> yeah, Man on the Run. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good cover. <clears throat> Uh, okay, so the knife wolf, uh, he what? Uh, I think he shows up at a bit of. I, I like the idea of the shape being there to kill Superion. I don't think. I like the idea of knife wolf starting to brag about doing it. Like he was there when Superion was down. Yeah. But didn't do it. No. But I, brags about it. I think yeah. we see a shot of Superion asking him for help, and knife wolf is like thinking about like ending it. He's almost, almost throwing a knife. He's like, and he's like, and maybe he hears a sound or something. He startles, or like maybe Superion like stands up, like yeah. to try and get him, and he spooks and runs. Or what if it's a thing where like Superion's really messed you know, up? Knife Wolf then... is more afraid of you than you are of him. <laughs> Just like any wolf. <laughs> uh, what if Superion's like dying? Like, <laughs> yeah, put me out of my misery. And then Knife Wolf's like, I can't, man. No, we went to high school together or something. And he's like, you have to. I'm about to die. Uh, and he dies anyway. Yeah. And people are like, cool, oh, Knife Wolf. Like, uh, yeah, that works for me. Um, <laughs> and then Knife Wolf kind of, and then everybody. So he starts bragging. Yeah. Oh, that's an S. Oh. It's a new marker. That's fine. No, it's great. It looks, it looks great. You're doing you're doing great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm not gonna pay for that compliment. Um, okay, so Knife Wolf starts bragging mm -hmm. uh, about killing Superior. I think that's cool. And then at some point these guys start hearing about this and they're not cool with it, right? So what one by one they come at him or does he knock out some bad guys first? I think it, I think it starts going to Knife Wolf's head, and he starts trying to establish himself as a real power mover in the villain circle. Yeah. And I think we kind of go at it from the angle of, like, the villains have started infighting because they don't have to focus on heroes anymore. Yeah. And, they're like, and I think uh, it causes them trouble because it attracts too much attention because they don't have any sort of, like... You remember in Kingdom Come when it talks about the new wave of heroes didn't have the ideals, so they're not worried about collateral damage? Yeah. Villains don't worry about collateral damage. Never have. Yeah. And I say that Nemesis, <clears throat> maybe he has some property or something. He goes, or he's like, he's old school. And he goes, there was a, there's a process to this. We never used to play like this in old days. We old didn't. Days. <laughs> Things right. were different in the old days. So we're going to say, uh, Knife Wolf leaves the, the group or was never in it. <clears throat> and then we're going to say one of them probably goes and uh, tries to kill him. Tries to fight him first, right? Knife Wolf. And then what if Superion's power was given to him by like an alien crystal and oh, Knife like, Wolf has it? So he's like Shazam. Yeah. But it's it's like a it's like a, it could be a combination of Iron Man or maybe it's like a gemstone in the forehead or something. Sure. And Knife Wolf takes it. And so now everybody's trying to get Superion's power gem. It's a gem that was an eyeball. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then now Knife Wolf has it. Yeah. The one eye. One eyed wolf. And then we can have some fun art of Superion doing the asymmetric like light in one eye, like the oh, little, cool. the yeah, little like, like, like old cable. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, fashionable, fashionable asymmetry is really in right now. Oh, I know. Yeah. That's why you wear a chain wallet. And also because it prevents people from stealing my wallet at ska shows. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Which usually isn't a problem since the nineties, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, all right. So with the eye gem now, Knife Wolf is. He's he's on top. <laughs> I think he's going to try and figure... Yeah, let's say... I, I kind of like... Now, there has to be a big bad that Knife Wolf takes out first, and everybody's like, did you hear Knife Wolf took out Bumba? Uh, I mean, Red Emperor. And that's when he gets like the the, mm -hmm. the, the the big building. So, a while ago, I had pitched you... A long time ago, I had pitched to you the idea that it's a superhero setting in which superheroes have, have affected the political climate, mm. where like the president is a superhero. That was on our other TV show. Yeah. <laughs> 
Look for it at somethingbodies.com. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we got to make it our TV show. I say, I say like Red Emperor rules like the, like maybe he's got like a Rocky Mountain kingdom he's carved out for himself and Knife Wolf is based in like Salt Lake City or something. And then he kills Red Emperor and all of a sudden people are like, whoa, he killed like a superhero head of state. So is Red Emperor like the biggest bad? I, he's at least the most public facing. Would he live in like the Mount Rushmore or something? That's not bad. Yeah, like taking a whole face. He's he's complete. He's changed Mount Rushmore, so it's four versions of his face. Well, it's three versions of his face and Abe Lincoln, because Abe Lincoln was fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's where he lives. He really he really likes the idea of no habeas of uh, no due process. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, at some point, we're gonna say Knife Wolf uh, conquers. I say, take get rid of Braggs. I think. I think the whole opening like prequel setup. Is Knife Wolf getting the gem out of Superion's eye? We cut to Nemesis doing something villainous. Yeah. He goes to a villain bar or a villain plate or somehow comes in contact with another villain mm -hmm. and he hears the news Red Emperor is dead. The Red Empire is in shambles. Wait, is Superion back? No. Not exactly. It was Knife Wolf. What are you talking about? You know how Superion's eye went missing? Knife Wolf showed up with it. And brought down Red Emperor. So, and then that kicks off the chase because everybody's like Knife Wolf. Yeah. It's not gonna be hard to get that at all. And then we do kind of like that um smoke and aces thing where everybody is chasing Knife oh, Wolf yeah. to try and get the gem. And it's Nemesis trying to get it from them, crossing paths with various villains. They either team up, betray each other, or otherwise do the I guess smoking aces kind of does that. Yeah. Well, all the assassins Almost are going to one person. Yeah. 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 I'm cool with that. Um, John Wick superheroes, super, yeah, kind of, yeah. um, but he's kind of a jerk, though. Yes, so right here is when Knife Wolf defeats Red Emperor at Mount Redmore. Uh, Mount, yeah. He has a he has a perfect, <laughs> he has a motif. Or we can make it a red fur joke. Call back to what John oh, Francois yeah. kept talking about. John Redford. Or Robert Redford. Robert Redford is a superhero in the setting. Watchmen yeah. did it first. <laughs> no, that's true. Well, yeah, he was a president, but yeah. He was a superhero uh, president. No. He wasn't. He wasn't no, he, no yeah. I'm, I'm in the in the everyday sort of meaning. Oh, like a good president should be. Right? <sighs> all right. So this is when all of the people start looking for Red Wolf, right? Yeah. Knife Wolf. Yeah. Where do they go? Where, where does Nemesis go first to get info? Because I'm assuming we're, we're following Nemesis. Does he have someone that's kind of, not a lackey, but someone who kind of latches onto him because Nemesis is a big deal? Yeah. Reverse revolver? Yeah, obviously. Cool. So Nemesis and RR get together. I really like these uh, these these heroes and villains. <laughs> I really do. I don't know why. No, they're good. They, 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 they're very evocative. They're very character-based. And this is what happens when you use a name generator sometimes. It can See? give you... The foundation on which to build a pretty fun thing so far. Yeah, we really didn't have a lot of ideas where we're going to go with this, but the names kind of push them. Yeah. Um, so, what would you say would be the big climax of like the second third? Um, I say someone gets this... maybe the shape comes. Nah, do we want the shape to come back? No, nah, I like them no? just being done. Okay, yeah, cool. Uh, um, should this be like a big team up? Like maybe some bad guys decide to join like a, a group to fight Knife Wolf now that he yeah, has. Yeah, I, I like that idea. And then they all betray each other before they even get to Knife Wolf. Yeah, because they're dumb bad guys. Yeah. Uh. Um, 
what what is the ending of this story? I say we do one of those like not post credits, but maybe they decide that they're maybe they they're like, listen, this gem doesn't belong here. Maybe there was something about Superion that kept it from doing like an alien corruption thing, where like you take the eye gem and the plants around you start dying. What if or it, the what? light dims? I mean, that's not bad. We're getting a, it might get a little too eldritch horror on that, but I'm yeah. only, I like introducing that. What if Knife Wolf realizes that he he can't handle this much responsibility? Okay, and then puts the eye back in Superion. Okay, he has to sneak into Superion's like funeral. Great. He's probably interred in like he probably has like a mausoleum yeah, he's somewhere. Got like a cool mausoleum. Yeah, yeah. But there's only bad guys, so was he breaking into something? Right. Bad guys. I kind of like the idea of him eventually trying to return it, and then mm -hmm. he offers it to Nemesis. He's like, I don't, I can't handle this. I don't want it. You take, like, get, I don't care who has it. You're here. Take mm -hmm. it. And then, mm. and then what? The nemesis takes off his hood. Turns out that it was <laughs> Queen Jackal the whole time. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure. I don't really know where to end this ship. Um, but let's we, just we're at one hour. Should we do a reintro? Yeah, do a quick little recap. Hello, everybody. My name is Dylan. This is Zach. This is our whiteboard, and we are talking upstream, hosted by some nobodies on IBM TV. Uh, what talking upstream is? I had a brief moment where I forgot the name of the show. That's okay. I think what, you lagged at the same time. That's cool. Oh, perfect. I had a real life <laughs> moment. What talking upstream is is a 90-minute writer's room where Zach and I bring two different ideas to the table, undeveloped, mm -hmm. choose one of them, and we spend the length of time in the show developing it into something that we can spend more time on in the future so we have a really strong foundation to create. Or hopefully sell it. Or hopefully sell it. <clears throat> Talking upstream is, of course, us attempting to talk our way into a streaming show service yeah. of some sort. Where like, I, well, if you remember what Quibi used to be. Uh, rest in peace. Yeah. Oh, Goodbye. There's always something else. Yeah, make something else. Now, uh, Anyway, but, yeah. we are discussing an idea that we called tentatively The Last Hero, which was the idea that a villain, after most of the superheroes in the setting have been eliminated, the villain kind of takes up the mantle and fights the rest of the villains. And it's turned into this kind of pursuit of power versus other amoral actors. Yeah, if you kind of follow along the, the, the old saying of there can be no good without evil, what would happen if there actually is no good? Then it would just be all evil. Mm -hmm. But then good would show up, come up, come back. Yeah. Something. There's something there. There's something there. I we could round it, we could round it back to the idea of what is good. Without good, there's no evil. By them, by Nemesis, maybe realizing that the gem is better off with nobody, <clears throat> and he gets reverse revolver to shoot it into the future, past, or the past, back into or the Superion. Sun. That's how Superion got to begin with. <laughs> That's not bad. That's actually not bad. But the. He amplifies his power with the eye gem, and then it he loads it into his gun, and then it shoots back into the past, and it's like, well, what now? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We've already seen. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, kinda, I, I like that yeah, idea. I'm, I'm okay. That, that, that actually, that, that bookends it then. Yeah. You can't write anything else. So we're going to say that uh, uh, at some point, Nemesis... Look at us solving problems with our ideas. And Reverse Revolver... Uh, shoot the gem into the past back 
to Superion. I say then that Nightwolf needs to try and use the gem to make a massive power change. Yeah. And we see it go really badly. You know what I mean? Where they they have to realize that no matter who has this thing, it's okay. no good. Now, do we want to throw in a scene where somehow Knifewolf learns how to use the gem? Yeah. Because technically he wouldn't know what to do. It would just be, I guess, whatever powers Superion had. But amplified. Or different. Yeah. Maybe it's different depending on who gets it. No, he, he definitely needs to find a way to become Knifewolf with the eye gem. Yeah. Yeah. So would there be like Jim Wolf? Jim Wolf, and everybody makes fun of him for it. Yeah, like I know it's not a great name. And then he, man, and then Doctor Manhattan's them, and everybody's like, "Oh no!" Whoa. Just yeah. yeah, cool. Who teaches Knife Wolf? Does Superion have a uh, like say the uh, Superman's cave of whatever that like, a, shaz- like, like a Shazam? Yeah, the wizard <laughs> thing, or like just like so Superman's got his yeah. Uh, uh, cavern of solitude. What is it called? The cave of solitude. Fortress. That's a fortress. Whatever. Yeah. Call it what you will. Yeah. But he's got like those the the crystal yeah. USB yeah. Uh, data holders. Yeah. He would need something. Something. Maybe once you put the gem in, mm-hmm. it takes you somewhere. Now, I want to bring up if we have reverse revolver, shoot it into the past. Mm-hmm. We introduce a bootstrap paradox, which is the idea that. For those who don't know, in time travel story and philosophy, a bootstrap paradox is the idea that when you involve time travel, taking something back in time to someone, where is that object initially introduced into existence? Because if the person obtains it from someone from the future, takes it to that person in the future, which is sent back to the past, there's no beginning of that. There's no intro. So I think we need to find out how to address that. Even if it's just a single line, I think a lot of shows <laughs> are currently doing that. They style are of thinking where Love, Lovecraft Country did it. Lovecraft almost did it, kind of. Dark does it way better. I haven't finished it yet. So in Dark, they do a thing, and it's still in the first season, yeah. so I'm not really giving a lot away. But they do a thing where they bring a book to you and they say, "You're going to write this in the future. Yeah. I need you to write this sooner." Yep. But that forces yeah. that thing to be in a circle. Yeah, that's right. the definition of a bootstrap paradox. Right. right. So um, we don't need to explain it. Okay, that's fine. Because if we explain it, it would it would alter <laughs> the fact of what it is. Because then that wouldn't be bootstrap. It would cool. be a linear. I think we need to have an origin idea for it, at least that people are telling each other. Like a, like a, like a fake story? Yeah, something okay. that people in the universe believe. Why? Uh, because we need to have someone who can tell Knife Wolf how to use it, or Knife Wolf oh. needs to somehow understand how to use it. Yeah, okay. So unless he... it is just unless the reason that Knife Wolf is so catastrophic with it is that he doesn't understand how to use it, and he just it's like giving a chimp like a pistol. Like, there, there could be that weird scene where one character says, "How did you get rid of Superion? <laughs> I've been doing all this research mm-hmm. and blah blah. And he's indestructible because with that eye." Mm-hmm. Blah 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 blah. You could have one of those where it's like a, a, a very knives make a very good pry bar. It's like, oh man, you don't need to tell me that. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> What's that from? Uh, this. I'm saying knife wolf is like I took the I took the gemstone superior on the Oh, how'd you? That. Okay, good. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was just randomly talking to somebody in prison. No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I got in or out of prison. Um, 
but there, yeah, maybe that thing, mm -hmm. if that's what we want to keep this, this is a closed loop. Now, if it's not a closed loop and there could be the thing where like this just resets it. Yeah. You know, like I don't like this. Let's just deal with this. Yeah. We'll, we'll let the previous iteration of ourselves deal with it. We'll deal with this now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah. I, I, uh, do, do you think it should be bootstrapped? I think it's fine bootstrapped. All right. But there has to be some just, sort of reason anyway. It I, does exist. I, I would like people to at least wonder at the origin of it. Mm, okay. Maybe Knife Wolf is hunting down like um, whatever this setting's version of the Sorcerer Supreme is. Someone who do, handles like magic and exotic stuff. Yeah. Dr. Exotic. Eh, Dr. Strange, Dr. Exotic. That's That's doctor. How about a... Uh... <laughs> Exotic PhD. <laughs> uh, uh, YMD. Yeah. YMD. <laughs> no. no. Uh, what's the... Let's get something that... What's that thing where you get like a prefix? A prefix? Yeah. What, what's our... There's not many Honorific? jobs where you get prefixes other than doctor. Esquire. That's a suffix. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. What do you get to get a, uh, something before your name? Oh, knighted, sir, sir, <laughs> sir, knowledge, sir, Mister, Mr. Knowledge, sir, bookworm, Mister, bookworm. No, I don't like bookworm. I think you feel like they need to be sir stuffy and dignified. Yes, yeah, sir, Doctor Smarts. You like doctor, doctor. <laughs> I Ma do like doctor. How about uh, Madame? <laughs> sure, Madame. Hmm. I don't know many other words for what, what, intelligence. What, what's a what's a name that you would what what is a name you would expect from a dignified older woman? Like their first name? Mm -hmm. Betsy. Betsy Eldritch. She just goes by her name. She just knows weird stuff. Yeah. Miss Eldritch, and then she like you see her shadow has like weird jagged outlines and she turns around and she's this like sweet old Betty White woman. Yeah, or like her shadows are always reading books. Mm -hmm. Oh that's not actually that's not bad. <laughs> see a lot of evil shadows. You don't see a lot of positive shadows not out really. there. She's a yeah her, she multitasks the yeah. shadow. She has like four lights on her and each of the yeah. four shadows are all reading yeah. books. Um and she is the one who gives uh what Nightwolf all the info one or she's unaware of where the gem came from but she knows things like it. And mm. it requires a lot of training and a lot of will. And he's not up to it. And then he's like, I don't care what you say. I'm going to do it anyway. And she goes, I warned you. Yeah. All right. Just don't do it here. Now, this could be a thing where <clears throat> Betsy Eldridge. Uh, Are you okay with that? Yes. Yeah, it's okay. cool. Um, tells Reverse Revolver maybe like who originated yeah. to begin with. And that person had given it to Superion. That way there's no... It never, ever really originated. You know what I mean? Actually, uh, yeah. So it goes back to, like, the, the the Gem Meister. Yeah. She's just like, there are things in this world that we can't necessarily explain. And it's like, my records go back to someone <laughs> called the Gem Meister having this. Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah. He's the one who gave it to Superion. Yeah. And Reverse Revolver was like, let's just start this over. We yeah. can't do this. <laughs> do you like that ending? I I do. I think. There's, I think. There's some, yeah, there's something. There's some. There's a piece missing, and I think we'll come across it. Yeah, but we do need this part. Yeah. Um. I think Knife Wolf. 
I think Nightwolf is the guy who tries to beat all the other villains now that he's got this gemstone. Yeah. And what started off as a chase for this gemstone is now all the villains have to gang up on this dude who now has Superion's power with none of the c control. Yeah, so instead of them coming after Nightwolf, I think it makes... I think it's kind of cooler mm -hmm. if he starts, because he's so power-hungry now, knocking them out. Sure. And the news coverage is like, so I guess we have a new superhero. <laughs> he's taking out no. all these bad guys. But now the bad guy's like, look, he's just coming after all of us. We need to do something. And then that first piece of news is someone defeating Red Emperor, but they don't know who. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I like that. I think that actually tells a more linear story. I, I, yeah. And then how do they find out who it is? Because he just <laughs> he comes after people. Okay, so Knife Wolf starts like just hunting down villains. Any villain that he, knew. anyone who's wronged him in the past, to start, and that's start. kind of the hint that people are like, "Wait, like, what are you taking out bad guys?" Like, yeah. Or do they run into Knife Wolf and he confirms it to them, or do they figure it out by based on the pattern? I was saying that was more like uh, like the news asking him a question, like, "So what are you like taking out all the bad guys?" Oh, they're interviewing him. Well, because like they're like, "Hey." A couple of the bad guys are done, and we had witnesses saying it was Knife Wolf, and Knife Wolf's like, "Yeah, it's me. I'm taking all the bad guys." And like, "Oh, so you're like a, you're like a good guy now." And then all the good guys are all bad guys. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> or, I mean, I definitely like him starting to take out yeah. bad guys, and I yeah. think that because then that would make the bad guys almost want to form yeah. a team together yeah. to to fight right. him. But we still need this. Yeah. Whatever this I is. Think, I think they make, not a heist, but I think they form a team and try to go after Nightwolf, and that's when the team breaks up due to infighting. Okay, so this is attack on Nightwolf. Yeah. Nightwolf. And then... So does the bad guy team up? Who's in the team? Are we doing Mega yeah. Duchess and... So it's going to be here, Mega <coughs> Duchess, Reverse Revolver, Nemesis. Madame... Duchess. Oh, Madame Betsy Eldridge. Oh, is that... Okay. Is she helping them? I assume she would be um, above such petty concerns. Yeah, so she's she's the info dump. Yeah. But we have one more who joins their, uh, their team. Uh, a new one. Reverse Revolver, Mega Duchess, yeah, Nemesis... Red Emperor's dead. Classic gravestone. Let's see. And then um, Hellion, Red Empress, which is Red Emperor's daughter. That's not bad. And she's like, "We gotta kill my dad. To kill me or kill him." He hadn't signed his will yet, so I don't get his inheritance. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> She's there. She's she really selfish. Yeah, she's actually just a bad guy. Yeah. All well, right. they're all bad. I think they're all bad guys, and I think this team falls apart pretty. I think they they fall to infighting pretty well. And she, her power is mostly that she still has a bunch of her resources. So she has like the Red Guard and that sort of thing. Yeah. And they're all ex kung fu masters. <laughs> I don't know. I want. No, I, I like I, it. I got a. I've got a real kung fu mindset well, we, right we, now. We, we've been trying to do ninja stuff for a while, Kinda. and it's never really. Pulled off, so we're looking for fights. Yeah, they're ninjas. They're wearing red. Doesn't matter. They're that good. <laughs> <laughs> I can see them. They only come on eclipses. Um, 
Okay, so we need a little bit of some stuff in here. Yeah, um, I think that I think we follow Nightwolf as he tries to control the gym, and then we follow Nemesis and the rest as they try to like get people together to fight him and or stop him. So then we kind of go by two timelines. Yeah, I think so. So while Nightwolf is practicing or learning with Betsy Eldritch, then um, while that's happening, Nemesis is trying to recruit people or. Yeah, uh, so why would Nemesis want to recruit unless he's close with Red Emperor or can see what's going to happen? What if Nemesis had like a um, anti-foe attitude towards Superion? He and Superion were always just like, yeah, I'll let you go this time because you helped me out. Oh, they had like a Joker Batman thing? A little, yeah, without any, without a whole lot of the antagonism. <clears throat> so he was almost a friend to Superion? They were at least like amicable rivals. I figure Nemesis is kind of like... What, what's Nightwolf doing at this time? Nightwolf is getting back at people who wronged him and uh, slowly succumbing to the power of the uh, eye gem. So Wolf Revenge. Wolf Revenge. That's a band name. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, and then Nemesis is going to recruit, obviously, RR and their people. I figure Reverse so, Revolver joins up almost immediately with Nemesis. Yeah. Yeah. And then I say Mega Duchess and Red Empress join at roughly the same time because they're having like a like a summit because they're both leaders of their own little like micronations of superheroes. Yeah. And then who's the other one we had said joins up with them? We didn't come up with a name. What if like what if Macro Detonator isn't actually dead? Oh. And he joins up with them. Sure. He's just like, I don't know, part cyborg now or something. <laughs> they brought him back or something. Maybe he's, no, he's a, uh, he's an explosion, con he's a continuous human explosion contained in a suit of armor. Oh. So instead cool. of doing the third eye thing, he's just like, he opens a hatch on his palm and it's just. Yeah. So he never really goes away. Yeah. But because of what happened now, it's bad. Mm -hmm. Cool. And then, so they're all about to perform this attack and then they. So they just dissipate. Is that what you're saying? I think, <clears throat> I think the first. I think Macro Detonator tries to beat them first because he's still kind of a hero, and he's got a bunch of villains in one place. He he fails. Then I say the stress of it means that Mega Duchess and Red Empress have some sort of like disagreement, and they maybe they maybe their uh, states were very very opposed to each other beforehand, and this was tenuous. And they try to backstab each other. And Nemesis and Reverse Revolver have to, like... Maybe they're all in one of their compounds. Like, maybe they're in uh, Red Empress's summer home as, like, a stopgap. Yeah. And they have to get out while Red Empress and Mega Duchess try to, like... They're warring at each other. Yeah. We have a big end-of-second-act conflict where um, Mega Duchess and Red Empress get into a fight, like, in the background while... Nemesis and Knife uh, Reverse Revolver are escaping the compound. Yeah, that's cool. What's going to happen in this last third? Because we know that Knife Wolf now has gone through a bunch of bad yeah. guys. He's at the pinnacle of his like just conceit. Or yeah. I think at this point the gem is starting to overpower him. Okay. And he's having a hard time controlling it. Nemesis and Reverse Revolver have like uh What does the gem do? 
does it make you good? Does it? It's just you. You almost have to be like worthy to have it. I think it lashes out. I think it doesn't understand what's going. I think it is it slowly like killing him because he's doing so yeah, much bad. Maybe it's turning him into something alien slowly. Like the the area around his eye socket has gotten discolored, oh. or like. But well, why didn't it happen to Superion? Maybe Superion's power was keeping him going. Oh, he can control the thing. Yeah. Or, or his power is just that he can't be. So maybe this can't end, be twisted. Maybe this end would be not so much of a sending it back, but sending it back to think like maybe this time we can stop it. If Superion is the only one yeah. that can house this thing, yeah, we but, get it out of our time while it's in Superion. It's not doing anything except being a, a tool for a good person. Yeah. So we get it out of our timeline and we contain it mm -hmm. in this span of time, and unfortunately. The dark ending is that Knife Wolf is going to have to go through this every single time. And he knows it. But after this is done, it's only it's only like a three-week period where he has to deal with this. Yeah. yeah that's, I, that's rough. I like that. That's, that's really good. That's good, yeah. Um, so what, what are some things that you think should happen in this timeline? So we got to get some... We, we need some more information. I think somehow. in order to collect themselves, what if uh, Nemesis got his powers from Betsy Eldritch? And so he goes to like talk to his old mentor? And she has more powers for him to have? Either that, or she just has really good advice. Like, you know, some things are better left where they can be controlled. Mm. Sometimes things are better not... Sometimes things are better when they're contained. You should always put things back where you found put them. Put things back where you found them. Wink, wink, wink. Why are you winking? Because it's the eye thing. This is my clock eye. <laughs> <laughs> you have a clock eye? I got a lot of things. Well, I never took my glasses off. <laughs> All right, so we're going to say this is going to be some, uh, some wolf info, or I guess gem info. And then Wolf Decline. Yeah. And he's he's probably going to succumb, right? Which one? Wolf. Knife Wolf. Sure. Well, I figured they would get it out of him in time, but he's not exactly fit for super activities anymore. He shouldn't fade with it. It shouldn't take him over, and that's how they get it. It could. I'm just saying that's... That feels like every boss in World of Warcraft. <laughs> oh. I, I I had a power, and it controlled me, and I fought against everybody. And uh, by by killing me, you have redeemed me because I'm giving it up. Hmm, fair. Okay, so then they, they Unless, take it out before it kills him, and now he's their lackey? He could be, or he could just give up. He's, he's just like, I'm out. He's like, you know what? This is awful. If I had that gem, though, I'd kill all of you guys. And they're just like, we know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then um, and then gem return. It's right on there. Uh, okay. So, is, is there a scene in here that you are more attracted to? I kind of like either the scene where knife, not knife wolf, man, where Nemesis and Reverse Revolver are escaping Red Empress's compound. Mm -hmm. Or where Reverse Revolver joins up with Nemesis. Mm. Or any of the scenes Betsy Eldridge is in. Yeah, I'm liking Betsy Eldridge for yeah. some reason. So uh, should I work on the scene where she kind of goads Knife Wolf into using Gem? Or should I do the scene where she gives Nemesis the put things back where you found them? Well, what would you say those two scenes look like? I'm saying that... Because they're going to be different scenes. Right. 
I'm saying that Betsy Eldritch, when Nightwolf visits, is doing some studying or something. Okay. Nightwolf comes in and tries to flex that he has these new powers, mm-hmm. and she just kind of like doesn't react. She's like, like you know, there's a reason Superion had that. I've I've seen this. Oh wow, you really. Uh, I hope you know what you're doing. You're really punching above your weight class, kid. He goes, oh. well, um, I got Superion's powers now, and she goes, eh, eh we'll not really. That. We'll yeah. see about that. Well. You know about this type of stuff. What can this do? Well, you really, as I recall, you were never a very good student. You never taught me anything. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I, I figured it's Betsy Eldridge is kind of like the remnant of the previous wave of heroes. Yeah. And now she's studying things that are probably better left unstudied. What if people know that she can see like other timelines too? Sure. Because if she, if like, she's, she used to be petitioned for like advice and now she has a sign that just says no solicitors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Most uh, people respect it, but Nightfall felt the power yeah. go to his head, so he intrude. He's he, like, I need more information on this gem. She yeah. goes, oh, I've seen how this goes. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't care. Just oh, you me. have that? Oh, wow. Oh, is this time? I, on, is this time again? I guess it's. A, I guess we're here. Yeah. What What is the information that um, Nemesis is going to get? That somehow that Superior was the only. I think yeah. You, was, you should. You know, some things are meant to be places. It's like you know, Superior was never born. He was made. Specifically, oh, that's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, Superion was like put in place to control this thing. Yeah. Well, why don't we just destroy it? it doesn't always work like that. That's just not how this. Works. That's just not how this works. Yeah. Sometimes it's best just you know you, you know you build a giant concrete dome over that radioactive wasteland and yeah. you don't touch it. Nightwolf. Sometimes you carve out a span of time and you don't touch it. Yeah. And Nightwolf's there. Nightwolf is there. Yeah. Did he come looking for Eldridge after the gem started? overreacting to him like he's like in the he's like in the corner or something kind of yeah. like not looking either that or nemesis brings him being like look you know there's only one person knows what we yeah. can do about this yeah actually that's uh, and then that is kind of like nemesis's turn yeah where he decides not to kill nightfall he's like all right let's go talk to someone and that makes nemesis in essence the, the, the last the hero. hero yeah i think when we people did it. think it's superion <laughs> and then they think it's nightwolf but in all actuality it was Nemesis to begin with. Yeah. All right. I'm liking this the the, the later scene with Eldritch more when everybody kind of con- gets together towards the end. Yeah. So like Wolf is kind of fighting it, being like, no, no that's not how it has to go. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, it kind of is how it has to go. And he's like, I can I can master this thing. It it's how it's gone. Yeah. It's go, how it's going to go. And they're like, you know, it is one, how it is going. And it's like you know, there's one person that could have made it possible for you to have this, Netstar. But Netstar died way back then. Mm-hmm. So why can't we go back and tell Netstar? Listen, I I can't give you any better reason than you can't. You just can't. It's already happened. It, if it happens, but, it has to happen. But the gem's here. It's not going to be very long. It's not here now. <laughs> it's here now, but it won't be here yeah. now. Yeah. 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 I think all that's great. You need to unwrap your you need to unwrap your brain around this idea. <laughs> yeah, and this kind of solves like our wanting to do a looping story, yeah. or time loop thing anyway. We'll we'll do that sometime yeah. whenever someone thinks that's a cool idea again. I gotta go. I gotta have better ideas, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I'm I am liking this thing. And then I I guess that solves. We don't end with a big dumb superhero fight because no. at that point, Knife Wolf is convinced to give the gem up. Yeah. Because and it's the just, big it's... the big fight is that attack on Knife Wolf and the escape from Red Empress's compound, and that's the big kind of like climactic fight scene. Yeah. Or the big fight scene is actually just the shape. Killing her body, and they have to go back 
like to go back in time and the actual last scene is them kind of like doing that we were here all along back yeah. to the future two thing where they're going through the shapes invasion and they're trying to avoid themselves yeah we're gonna harry potter it yeah it's like they were oh, always there but they would have to take the eye gem back before the shape it would have to be when superior gets it oh true yeah which we could do Unless there's this weird thing where like Superion calls onto the eye, and that's when he gets the eye. And it turns out that this was the time that <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a weird thing like that. What if they give the eye to Betsy Eldritch and she's just like, I'll take care of this? And we don't necessarily see it. We just get the implication that she's taking it back. No, I like the idea that No, I, I like the idea of this. Yeah. What if so what if at Superion's funeral they're like, and after his eye was replaced or not. I don't know. They, they make reference to somehow the gem being put in like, you know, and in a, in a freak accident, we replaced his eye with a gem. And then we show reverse revolver just like firing it at a wall. And it just kind of you know, like, did it work? And then we cut to young superior playing at the watering hole. And he shot with the gem. He trips into the water, like seemingly out of nowhere. And he gets up and he's like, ah, and he opens it up and it's just like sparkling. Yeah. Something like that. I love all that. That's great. Maybe he gets knocked into the water and he floats just above the... Oh. Or is it like the place that they built him? Could be that. And people are like, why did, why did we build... Why did you build him? We see a younger Betsy Eldritch yeah. like pocket it and then take her... Take like a tray of food into a room that says whatever Superion's actually... Well, I almost is. like that, that she would know why Superion was built before people know why he was built. And then that thing, getting the gem shot into him, people are like, wait, his levels have balanced. It turns out he needed this gem the whole time. And it's, like his, it's like his uh, limiter. Yeah. It's like Cyclops' band on yeah. his eyes. It, yeah, it slows <laughs> it down or makes it makes it work. All right, that's great. Yeah. Well, um, and then we're going to work that scene. Yeah. How? What are we feeling this? Uh, what are we feeling the medium? I mean, I would love to see this. Yeah, but I think it's I think it's a cartoon. That's fine. I think that feels the Works coolest, and I think it's. I don't want to do like a season. No, but I don't know if a movie can hold this limited series. So I think like maybe a two parter. Sure, I like a two parter. Yeah. But what's the middle part? Which I guess would middle part is the supervillains stop fighting, or the supervillains team up. <clears throat> yeah, and then it it's takes, when they get together, but they're this, all. They're all side-eyeing each and then, other. And the second half picks up with them. I knew this is a bad idea to begin with. Potentially, yeah. yeah. Or at least amping up to that. All right, cool. nice. We are at 129.40. Cool. Look hey, at that. Well, thank you guys very much for listening and paying attention or tuning in and not even like listening to us, but looking at us, kind of say the word uh, a couple times. Mm -hmm. uh, but we have been Some Nobodies. My name is Zach. I'm Dylan. And uh, this is Talking Upstream, which is our show where we try to uh, fill this board up and get ourselves a job on some streaming service just by talking. Uh, so once again, we want to throw a big thank you to IBM TV. We love everything that you guys do and the fact that you let us do stuff too. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. Who do you want to thank? I want to thank Scott Curtis. Absolutely. Scott Curtis. Big. If you hey, if you want some fun stuff, go mm -hmm. to Behind the Bits Yeah, Behind podcast. the Bits is a good time. I want to thank Tanya Sheck. Yeah. I want to throw a big shout out to Sarah Tukachik. And Podroom and Listener Hype. App. Yeah, and if you're wondering why we're thanking these people, <clears throat> it's because we're trying to do some other bigger stuff, so we do have a Patreon going on. So go to patreon.com slash some nobodies, and you can help out and be a nobody with us and mm -hmm. really push what we're doing. You get your name and a part of the credits when we produce this. Yeah, and if you want to get interviewed in the beginning of the show, go ahead and reach out to me at Zach at some nobodies.com. Yeah. Other than that, we'll see you next week, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks for watching. Bye.